MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Happy terrific Tuesday here on the Detroit City Cast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. You know, we saw yet another incredible game. I mean, of course, the, the Kansas Nova game wasn't terrible, but Kansas pulled away and kind of blew Villanova out without Justin Moore. But UNC Duke and UNC Kansas for the national title. Two of the best games you will ever see in a Final Four and a national championship game. And hopefully you've been riding with the Squatch. Yes, we did get that outright UNC win, but of course my main play was UNC plus four. They, of course, got that by a skosh. They, of course, won outright and covered against Duke. And, you know, when you got a 15-point lead, very, very difficult to blow that. I mean, this is the biggest comeback uh, in the history of halftime deficit in the history of the national title game. You know, it was 40-25 UNC. UNC still was getting good shots, but not hitting a lot of them, missing layups. The previous large uh, halftime deficit, by the way, was uh, 11. That was the 2001 Duke Blue Devils and the 1958 Temple Owls. But you look at the second half, and, you know, I know we had my great man, my producer, Stephen Jung, on yesterday, big North Carolina fan. He thought that there would be enough gas left for North Carolina to do it. Of course, there was, but just so unfortunately, so many little things happened in the second half, you know, of course, Kansas going on that great run, you know, but Baycott getting, you know, a little banged up, slipping in that that one of the final possessions for North Carolina. You know, of course, Caleb Love having some issues with the ankle. He was terrible for the field. North Carolina was god-awful when you look at all the things added up, three-pointers and shots from the field. Uh, you know, t- terrible overall, even though they had a big lead in the first half. But, 
really bad in the second half. I mean, this is a North Carolina team that could have really put Kansas away. I was watching with my great friend, the legendary jurist Dan Serlin, uh, the private Squatch booth downtown at, at Motor City Casino. And we said, listen, North Carolina's not going to win this. You're not going to lose this. We both had North Carolina outright, and he had some, he had some futures bets on them. But, you know, I, I said Kansas is going to go on a run in the second half. I mean, they're going to cut this to six, seven points. They did that, and then North Carolina, you know, kind of got their footing for a minute. Then Kansas made it close, you know, cut it to one, then took the lead. North Carolina still had their chances, got a decent look from Love at the end of the game. But when you are 5 of 23 from downtown, Davis 0 of 5, uh, Maddox was okay, he was 3 of 6, Love 1 of 8, you're not going to win many games. 23 of 73 from the field for North Carolina, 31%. 21% from downtown. It's not like Kansas was worlds and worlds better, but they were definitely much better when it came to what it, won that game in the end. They were 43% from the field, 6-17 to 17 from three. Huge ones from Remy Martin off the bench. He was 4-6 from downtown. He had those two big ones late. He's the, I don't want to say he's the biggest reason they won because it was obviously a team effort when you get you know, 15 each from Wilson and McCormick, 12 each from Braun and Obagi. Obagi struggled early on, but that was, you know, hitting some decent stuff in the second half. And then, of course, 14 off the bench from Martin. Martin's threes, especially two of them late in the game, that's why Kansas won. I mean, yeah, you can break down a million different scenarios, but to me, that's why the Jayhawks won. And what a bow on an incredible tournament filled with upsets. We had our first ever Elite Eight 15 seed. We almost had zero number one seeds. People kind of definitely underplayed the Jayhawks. Not many of them in my bracket contest were just naturally were picking them to win it. A lot of people obviously had Baylor and Gonzaga and of course Duke. Uh, and in the end, the only one seed left in the Final Four wins the national championship. And what a year for North Carolina. What a year for Hubert Davis in his first season. It was funny. I was talking to my, obviously Steve, my producer, and uh, my friend Dan. And Dan tonight was like, I don't really like him. I mean, how can you not like him? It's year one. They're the national title game. We don't know what he's going to be. But if you're a North Carolina fan, how how in the world could you not be completely ecstatic about Hubert Davis? Yeah, it's mainly it's Roy Williams guys, but they played much better and were playing much differently than they did under Roy Williams at the end of his tenure at UNC. Now, it's going to take three, four years to figure it out, but it's almost like Michigan locally here with Jawan Howard. Yeah, there's been some issues with Howard and Greg Gard and the slap and all that kind of stuff, but... In his first couple of years, you could tell this guy was going to be able to recruit. Could he coach? He was able to coach. He's a good coach. Hubert Davis will prove that, I think, in the next couple of years. And boy, what a steward for a legendary program becoming the fifth ever coach at North Carolina, the fifth different coach at North Carolina to take a team to the national title game. And what can you say about Bill Self and how weird this could be? He's, of course, a great coach. Kansas wins another national championship. But they might become, I think, the first team ever, definitely in the modern era, to not be able to defend their title because they've got sanctions coming down, could be, you know, definitely suspended uh, or not allowed to participate in the tournament next season. Could you imagine if Kansas, the, the current reigning national champion, is banned from playing in the postseason and can't defend their title? I mean, what are they going to It's just crazy in the, in the modern era. We saw some weird things happen in the past in different sports, especially in college, where teams were put on probation and couldn't defend certain things. But, I, I mean, I'll have to double-check this. Off the top of my head, I don't think there's ever been a team, especially in the last 30, 40, 50 years, 
that has won a national title in basketball and was unable to defend it the following year. So that's just all these different storylines to watch. We will have futures odds at Bet Rivers coming up soon for both Michigan and Michigan State and other Big Ten teams. And of course, we'll talk all about that. Uh, but what a win. What a win for Kansas. What a run for North Carolina. Uh, I hope you were following me. Of course, I was wrong about Villanova. Uh, plus the points against Kansas and missing Justin Moore. I was kind of going against the crowd, but gave you two wins with North Carolina. Actually, North Carolina outright and the, the plus four, four and a half in the semis, the national semifinal. And of course, last night uh, when it came to the national title game. And the, yes, I, I know they got lucky with, you know, the ball going out of bounds. And of course, uh, you know, Kansas, you know, not being able to extend it to four or five. Uh, but that's why you take the points in a situation like that. And I actually, you know, to me, I really thought North Carolina would win as well, but the major bet I made this time go around, and we discussed this on the show, was the points. The major bet I made in the national semifinal, as far as more money on one or the other, was the money line. I had money on the point spread as well. We discussed that throughout the week. But I had like 70% of the money I laid on the game on the point spread on in the national title game and 30% on the money line because I didn't want to, you know, give myself, uh, you know, a, a chance to lose the majority of my money if they didn't win outright because that's asking a lot of an eight seed, even though they weren't playing like an eight seed. Uh, but North Carolina has continued to cash for us. The only time I went against them in the entire tournament was UCLA. And, you know, five other wins and outright covers and, uh, you know, of course, uh, a cover and not an outright win in the national title game. That's the only time I went against them. I was all about North Carolina and, and just really felt that they would have a great chance of making a run. Before the tournament started, but I thought UCLA would end it. Once they beat UCLA, which is one of my Final Four teams, in my official squash bracket, I was all about UNC, and hopefully you won some money uh, by doing that and, and following me. I, I just can't believe college basketball is over. We got so much, though, happening. We got NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. Of course, Pistons and Wings will be part of that this year. Hopefully both teams next year. Masters coming up later in the show. We are going to break down all my Masters picks. I'm going to give you some advantages and tips and tricks to betting Obviously, golf in general, but majors as well. We've discussed golf many times on the show. I'm going to kind of go back to some things that I've tried to teach you in the past, but it definitely is kind of heightened during a major, especially the Masters with a shorter field. So we'll get into that in just a little bit, but I want to take a trip to the Motown betting window. It is brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. By the way, as I mentioned, my man and legendary jurist Dan Serlin uh, hung out with me for the national title game. Terry Foster was supposed to come, but I guess it was a little under the weather. Uh, and my man, Rich Renko, was supposed to come, but said only if Duke wins. Otherwise, it's too late because he has to wake up at like 6 in the morning like a silly nanny. I'm kidding. I love the R-Man. Uh, we, we got some great news, by the way. Rich is the guy me and him have put together this great crew and team we have at WHMI uh, to do the high school basketball football game of the week. We won a Michigan Association of Broadcasters Merit Award for our, our call of the the state title game, Chelsea and Unity Christian, one of the great endings of all time. You can hear the final call on my Twitter uh, that won us that award at Dan Leach 97-1. So big pri- props to him, my man Ryan Woolley, Lawton Luntz, all the, the great team we have there, uh, King Craig and Statwiz Steve and Brian from Family Guy. So big uh, shout-out to them. Uh, but I mentioned that Dana was with me last night uh, in the private squatch booth. We had a great time because we both had North Carolina as well to win outright along with some other bets we won. Uh, but he just turned 50. So shout-out to King Dan Happy, happy 50 years ago. Big Star Wars guy, big Wolverine fan. Me and Dan have become close over the last couple of years and can't wait to tailgate with him and my dad, the Doc guy, uh, in the fall for Michigan. And by the way, speaking of bracket contest, the Doc guy, my father, 
wins his first ever bracket contest. He wins mine and finishes first. My brother-in-law finishes second. So a, a Leech family uh, sweep in the famous 12 year, uh, 12th annual Maui Medium Rare Squatch Bracket Contest. Hopefully some uh, more of you that listen to this show can get involved uh, going forward in the future as well. All right, let's check out some of the local action here as we're in the Motown betting. We're brought to you by Bet Rivers Wings. Can they get a, you know back on track and have some nice wins towards the end of the season? Just a few games left. I mean, you look at the, you know, the Red Wings and a team that definitely has a huge and bright future, but have really played some bad hockey uh, in the last few weeks and just desperate for a win here. I mean, you look at the Red Wings right now uh, and just what they've been able to do over the last couple of weeks. They're just 2-6-2. Two, two. They've lost six in a row, and now they're playing a Bruins team that has 44 wins on the year. Uh, even, even though the Bruins have 18 more wins than Detroit, they're only one place ahead of them in the uh, competitive Atlantic. Uh, but the Bruins come in, and obviously they're going to be a team that is going to the playoffs. And the Red Wings, of course, wish that that was them. Eventually that will be them, you would think. Uh, but it's one of these things where, you know, it's very tough because I thought the Wings would play better towards the end of the year. And they obviously have not been very good. But, you know, you're getting some value right now. Uh, the game 730 at LCA, by the way. Wings plus 175. Bruins minus 205 right now at Bet Rivers Puck Line. Bruins minus one and a half, plus 120. Wings plus one and a half, minus 143. Total six over minus one and 18 and under plus 100. I just, I'm staying away from this game. There is value on the wings. You know, I will tell you, it's it's not even a lean for me. It's just, if you're really bored, we've discussed this on the show, you don't just bet to bet. But if you're really bored and you want to throw a very small amount of money on this game, you're getting some pretty solid value with Detroit at home. But I'm telling you, stay away. I could see the Wings winning this game, but uh, it's, a, it's a pass for me. I just don't like uh, how they've been playing lately. They've been getting outscored a lot and giving up a ton of goals. They have been much better overall this year at LCA, uh, but I'm definitely staying away from this game with a much better Bruins squad. Pistons, by the way, will get back to work on Wednesday night. Uh, no look-ahead line yet on that one. They will host the Mavericks. Uh, I would guess at this point, Dallas probably going to be Something like a maybe five point favorite, five and a half point favorite. I mean, the Pistons have covered 18 to 20, uh, but Dallas is such a better team than Detroit. So we'll let you know about that uh, or check that out at Bet Rivers uh, throughout the late night action on Tuesday. That line will probably be out after most of the NBA games are over on Tuesday night. Is the the uh, you know the Pistons uh, only right now have three games left in this regular season as far as the Wings, as I mentioned, as they're working towards the end of their regular season. Uh, right now, the Wings uh, with just three games left as well. I apologize, my math was off there for a second. Uh, so it's, it's getting towards the end of it here, and then the playoffs coming up very soon. So very excited about that. And we'll, even though neither of the local teams will be in, we'll give you some plays, as I always have been solid during both the NHL uh, and NBA playoffs. We'll have a lot of fun with that. Tigers, by the way, as they get going, uh, opening day coming up, Later this week uh, should be a very exciting season for the Tigers. Do have a, some news and notes for you when it comes with that. Tigers, by the way, will open up Friday at uh, Comerica Park against the White Sox 110 start. The Tigers have some markets, of course, right now on Bat Rivers. The total regular season wins 
Obviously much higher than the last several years. 77.5, the over minus 118, the under minus 109. I don't really see the value there. I think the Tigers have a chance to be a wild card team this year, but I'm going to stay away from their win total, maybe uh, bet it in progress throughout the season. But I do like their, to make the playoffs odds. And, you know, if they get to the wild card, that, that counts. Uh, by the way, 160 regular season games must be played by uh, the, the Tigers for that bet to stand, uh, the over under 77 and a half. But their bet, their odds to make the playoffs at Bet Rivers right now, yes, is plus 350. I like a small play on that. I'm going to throw about 100 or so dollars on that to win 350, maybe a buck 50 uh, to win over 400. So, well, you know, that's that's one play that I think could be fun because I don't love a lot of the season-long bets. Uh, I really like doing things that are, you know, over a golf tournament four days or over a few-week period. I just don't like taking futures in the last whole year, but certain ones you want to kind of bang and get some value on. And I think the Tigers make the playoffs, even though it might be a year ahead of schedule, uh, is pretty solid value, uh, plus 350 right now. Bet Rivers, the no, by the way, is minus 500. And one other thing, we discussed this for a little bit yesterday. I just wanted to throw this into the mix. And I know how a lot of you feel because we discussed this on social media. You can always follow me and tweet me and be in the discussion for all these different things that we cover on the show at DanLeach971. Kaepernick had that, you know, kind of throwing session, the showcase at halftime with Harbaugh and, you know, finished with two nice throws. And I know that a lot of Lions fans over the year, the last couple of years, there's definitely many that are anti-Kaepernick, which I understand. But I wonder, and Kaepernick accepted that he might have to be a backup. Would you consider wanting Kaepernick to back up Jared Goff? And based on the fact that Jared Goff, you know, if he gets injured or if things don't go the way they did towards the end of last year where all the analytics looks really good in the second half of the season for Goff, and I don't think he's the long-term solution for the, the Lions, but to have a, if it doesn't cost too much, a legitimate backup at Kaepernick, you can use him for different, maybe Wildcat formations. I think that Dan Campbell would, you know, he would fit a, a kind of Dan Campbell coach team. I wonder how Lions fans would feel about Kaepernick being a backup for Jared Goff. I'm not going crazy about it. I think the Lions are going to draft a quarterback next year. We'll see if they decide to try to get a Malik Willis or a Kenny Pickett uh, or someone else this year. I think next year is the way to do it. But I, I think you look at, at Kaepernick and and there's maybe some value there to have him as a backup. They, they talked about it on the Big Ten Network when they were you know talking about the showcase at halftime. The ball really zips off Kaepernick's arm unlike it does off of many. And I think he's ready to make a comeback. And the social justice part of things, I know he's a divisive guy, but the social justice part of things could be nice to have him in Detroit as well. A very vibrant city, a very uh, diverse city. So just just food of th- for thought. I don't think it's going to happen. And of course, if it costs a ton of money, it's not worth it. But I think Kaepernick's going to find a home somewhere. I know the Seahawks have talked, have talked to him. There's like it's three, uh, at least three teams that are seriously having talks with Kaepernick but definitely showed off his skills at halftime in the Michigan game. And I definitely think there's a possibility maybe he could be the Lions' backup for Jared Goff this season. All right, let's trip to the Motown betting window, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And coming up next, we'll get into my Masters picks and some tips and tricks on a bet. Golf, of course, and majors especially, including the Masters, which is a tradition like any other. We'll get to all that coming straight up right here on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. No more football? No problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet Rivers' many daily specials or try around at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. 
Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. Well, it doesn't get much better than the Masters. And we've discussed uh, you know, golf on this show a lot. And it's easily one of my favorite sports to bet. And I know the, the, the majors, especially the Masters, and, you know, especially after basketball is just ending and all the promos on CBS, it comes out at this perfect time where there is a tremendous amount of excitement, even from just novice golf bettors, novice golf fans. And, you know, it's there's a, a tremendous amount of value, as we've discussed, in betting on golf. But you got to have a strategy. And I'm going to give you my four main selections, but also ways to kind of hedge your money. And as we've discussed in the show, you might be listening for the first time and you've never heard me talk about golf before. There really is, other than horse racing, and I, I'll give horse racing plays for some of the bigger races on this show, but I don't really get bogged down in the minutia. To me, other than horse racing, golf has the best value out there to wager on. We've had I've had five outright winners this year, going back to Cam Smith, Max Homa. I mean, there's ways where you can get guys that are 50 to 101 and cash for thousands of hours on 25 45 $50 bets, which is phenomenal. I mean, it's you, you bet three $400 on a football game, that's great. You're winning three or $400. You parlay, uh, you know, a few teams, you might win a, a couple thousand. You're, you're betting a lot more money to win that than you are on a golf, you know, on a golfer where you could get a 50 to 1, an 80 to 1, 100 to 1 that wins over a four day period instead of taking a futures bet per se. Like, let's say you had North Carolina at 80 to 1, you know couple months ago to win the national championship and you had a chance to hedge it last night or you had Kansas, you know, at a decent price before uh, they got into, you know, their run into the tournament. That's great, but you got to wait for a long time. You have a, a team total that we discussed. The Tigers over 77. You got to wait the whole season for that. With golf, you're waiting four days. And there's also ways to back your bets up throughout the tournament with the live betting that they offer at Bet Rivers as well. So to me, there is such a advantage and such value, which is what we're always looking for, for profitability when it comes to wagering, when you are betting on golf. And the Masters is a very unique tournament. It's a smaller field. It's not as many players as are in a normal major, you know, in the 150s or more, whether it's the PGA or the Open Championship or the U.S. Open. So some of the odds are a little lower than they would be in a bigger field. But still, since the Masters is so tough to win, you're still getting solid odds. Now, I want to give you the favorites right now at Bet Rivers. Uh, we discussed this uh, earlier in the week as well. You've got Justin Thomas and John Rahm, the two favorites. John Rahm has basically been the favorite in any tournament he's played in for the last couple of years since he really started getting things going and being one of the best golfers in the world. But to have him and Thomas tied at 11-1, to 1, it's interesting to me. But not a lot of value in the, in the, in the top guys. Occasionally, you're definitely going to see me and you're going to want to back some of your bets up with the favorites. But... You know, the, the, the pre-Masters favorite has not won the Masters since Tiger Woods in 05. So you want to probably throw those guys out. Not that Thomas or Rob can't win it, but the pre-Masters favorite rarely, rarely wins in the last 20, 30 years. Scotty Scheffler, he's 14-1. to 1, He's the third favorite. Victor Hovland, as well as uh, Cam Smith, who I love, and Rory McIlroy somehow uh, is tied for third favoritism at 16-1, to 1, uh, along with Dustin Johnson as well. And I'm, Rory McIlroy is definitely a throwout for me. 
I will have some small plays on, on Smith and Hovland and Scheffler, but these are going to be very small plays just to back up some of the bets that we're going to get into. Those are not my official four selections I'm going to give you, but I, I like them at 16-1, to 1, even though they're, they're some of the favorites here, but they're going to be very small bets because I'm not going to risk, you know, the, the normal play I have to not win a ton of money at some of these top-level favorites. Uh, after Johnson, you've got Cantlay and Colin Morikawa at 18-1. to 1. And then we get into my first selection, Brooks Kepka. It's no secret that Brooks Kepka has been very up and down the last couple of years in regular tournaments. But all the guy does when the big tournaments come around is play some of his best golf, obviously, as one often. And I think Kepka at 20-1 right now is tremendous value at Bet Rivers. So one of my official selections is Brooks Kepka. Then you go a little further down the trough, and you're not getting him what he I got him at last year, closer to 101. But I love Will Zalatoris. Augusta is won by great ball strikers. Will Zalatoris, even though he's super young and was a tour rookie last year, easily one of the best ball strikers in the world. And the course fits him so well. That's why he had a chance to win it last year before losing to Matsuyama by one stroke. Zalatoris, he's down to 28 to 1. I got him higher at 36 to 1, but that's where he's at at Bet Rivers. And I still think there's value on Will Zalatoris at 28 to 1. Then, the Tiger Woods conundrum. I'm going to give you a, a very honest assessment about Tiger Woods. And we still don't know for 100% if he's going to play. It's kind of, he called it a game time decision. He's listed at 40 to 1 right now, along with last year's champion, Hideki Matsuyama, had to pull out of the Valero last week uh, with an injury. 40 to 1 for Tiger Woods. I think Tiger Woods, if he plays, isn't going to make the cut. Stay away from Tiger Woods. It's, it's great having him there. I hope he plays. But to ask him to play in his first tournament since the car accident, to be at the Masters, where obviously he's had a ton of success, I just don't like the idea of just getting 40 to 1 on Tiger Woods. It's a name. If his name was Tyrell Hatton, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and he was going through the same situations, he'd be 70, 80 to 1. But it's Tiger Woods, of course, one of the greatest athletes and golfers ever. So he's at 40 to 1. He is a stay away from me. Here is another guy that I love, Corey Connors, the Canadian assassin. He is at 45 to 1. That's another one of my official selections. I love the way that he's played. I mean, obviously, played great in the WGC match play. So I'm all about Corey Connors at 45 to 1. And then, as I mentioned, you got to look for value. And when you look at the top of the leaderboard or the top of the odds board, there are definitely a lot of guys up there that have a great chance to win. But as I mentioned, favorites haven't won since 05. The top favorites, at least, that's Thomas and Rom. And I want to get guys, and I like to have guys, like having guys on my card that are 50 to 1 to 100 to 1 or even further. And obviously, I, I base my bet, whether it's a full unit play, normally anywhere between 50 to $100 or a half unit play based on what the odds are. This will be a full unit play for me. And I love the value of Siwoo Kim at 90 to 1. This guy's a great ball striker himself. I think Augusta fits him very well. You're getting a tremendous amount of value at 90 to 1. 50 bucks will win you $4,500. So Siwoo Kim is another one of my official selections. And then another guy that is not playing great golf right now but has always played well at Augusta, is going to break through and get a major eventually, and you're getting tremendous odds on a guy that, if it was maybe last year, uh, would be 25, 35 to 1. My man, Tony Finau. 
Finau at 50 to 1 right now at Bet Rivers. I, as I mentioned, I know his form isn't where I want it to be, but this is the kind of guy that can flip that switch, get to Augusta, lead after round one, be in the mix the whole weekend, and you're getting a solid value at 50 to 1. So there you go with my official selections. And as I mentioned, I'm going to have small plays on Scheffler, Hovland, and Cam Smith because, you know, I think there's a great chance one of those guys can win. But I'm not putting full plays on them. I'm not putting 100 hours on them. Because, yes, they're definitely one of the top five or six favorites for a reason. But I really feel like you're going to see someone like a Brooks Kepka or lower as far as the odds-wise go win the Masters. That's why I like Kepka and Zalatoris. Obviously, as I mentioned, love Corey Connors and Tony Finau. Now, something that we've discussed a lot on this show as well when it's come to golf is backing your wagers up. And at Bat Rivers, you can bet top 40s, you can bet top 30s. And what I'm going to do is, you know, think about this. I, I give you a lot of top fives and top tens at times. We've Brian Harmon, for example, earlier this year, we had a $50 wager on Brian Harmon. It won almost $800, uh, you know, to be in a, in a top 10 uh, situation for him. And in the Masters, obviously, it's a much smaller field. Cuts are going to basically be a little after, you know, 40s and ties. So, you know, the top 40 is you know, guys that are going to make the cut and the rest are going to be out in the almost 80-player field. And as I mentioned, it's much smaller than we would see in a U.S. Open or a PGA. So top 30s to me, you're not getting like crazy amounts of odds on these guys. But there's four guys I love that if you throw $100 on or if your, your unit's $50 or whatever it is, this is just going to be, you can win all of these and not have any of your futures come through or have a future come through uh, and win it out and outright, and then still win all you know four of these bets. And for me, I'm looking at Max Homa, top 30 plus 125. Kevin Kistner's been playing great as of late, top 30 plus 125. Luke List, who won earlier this year at 100 plus, uh, uh, one to 101 plus, uh, depending on where you got it at, he's plus 150 to finish in the top 30. And Robert McIntyre, plus 150. So. I'm going to have plays on all of them. All they've got to do is finish in the top 30 in ties. And you can cash those bets. So those are my backup plays just to kind of have some additional value. Though I don't think those guys are going to win the tournament, so that's why I'm not thinking about rights. But in this scenario with the Masters, to get them at top 30 money and get those kind of odds, I love it. And there's all these different wagers and, and props you could do at Bet Rivers. You could bet on nationality, performance first round leader, there's group betting, so please check out all the things they've got to offer there at Bet Rivers. It's, it's just a ton of fun to bet on golf. It's tremendous amounts of value, and we've cashed a ton, five outright so far this year going back to January, uh, and thousands in profits, so we're going to keep doing it, and the majors are what it's all about. And then the other thing, as I mentioned, is you'll be able to bet live as the tournament goes on, and that's another way you can kind of hedge your bet or throw a little more money on somebody. Let's say you've got someone you feed out 50 to 1. And he has an okay first day, but he ends up going to 60 to 1. But he's still like right in the mix. He shoots even par, 5, 6 off the lead, whatever. Throw a little more money on him. Get some more value. And also, as I uh, wanted to mention, matchups. They have matchups all up and down the Bet Rivers app and website. Uh, you've got all the different abilities to bet on these guys in matchups leader after first round, all the different props they have. And as I mentioned too, I'm giving you top 30s. There also are top fives, top 10s, 
top 20s. I just wanted to go with some guys that I thought gave you some great value for wagers to kind of just make sure you're profiting a little bit if you don't win on some of your outrights. That's why I went with some of the, the top 30s. And if you like some of the guys that I mentioned, whether it's a McIntyre list, do a top 20 or you're going to get even more money. I'll just give you an example right now of what the different odds are for the guys that I mentioned to you. Luke List top 20 is plus 300. Kistner plus 275. Uh, also, uh, Siwoo Kim, you know, I like to win it outright 9 to 1. His top, uh, you know, 5 is 14 to 1. His top 10 is plus 650. So, you know, Max Homer, by the way, plus 240 top 20. A lot of great value up and down this this board. Uh, the Masters, really, the cream rises from the top, but there are going to be some guys that are kind of off the radar that some people are not going to think about wagering on. Maybe they hear from someone like me or read something from someone they trust that covers golf, and that's how you can profit and make a lot of money betting on golf, and I cannot wait for a tradition. Unlike any other, Augusta lifting off early on Thursday morning from Georgia. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Coming up on Thursday, Frozen 4 Michigan action. Pistons will be back to, to work over the weekend as well. Uh, and Tigers baseball, opening day. Coming up on Friday, we're going to talk a lot of Tigers the rest of the week as well. Thanks so much for listening. Continue to rate and subscribe and share with all your great peeps out there. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, on this beautiful, sunny Michigan day. Spring has finally sprung. Out.